Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Calm Mystery Bloodlines by Dennis Palumbo Read by Perry F. Bruns The old man blinked awake, roused from his nap by the drone of the bush plane overhead. He glanced up, just catching its locust-swing shadow as it skimmed the edge of the jungle, banking toward the south. More tourists, he thought sourly, on their way to the ruins at Palenque or Banampak. He managed to sit up straighter in the cane chair, and with outstretched fingers grasped the slippery railing, pulling himself closer. He gasped once from the effort, and peered expectantly down at the lake. There she was, waist-deep in the water, waving up at the disappearing plane. Her long brown hair fanned her shoulders in wet ringlets. She turned suddenly, wholly naked and he saw the swell of her breasts as she bent to slip below the surface. 
She swam with graceful, even strokes, moving through the haze that hung over the water until she vanished amid the drooping foliage at the far edge of the shore. The old man sighed gratefully, chin resting on the rail. A sudden rain had come up, misty and warm, and behind it a gentle gust that blew through the open spaces of the veranda. Across the lake, through the haze, the breadnut trees shimmered like ghosts. The estate, originally built at the turn of the century by a Belgian merchant, lay deep in the jungle's marrow, the shallow lake long since reclaimed by riotous vegetation. Even now there was just one dirt access road, the nearest village a hard half-day's journey away. Since coming here nearly ten years ago, the man had done nothing to disturb the somber dignity of the great house, the heavy stillness of the foliage embracing it. It was perfect, his life here. For him and for her. Then he remembered, and his face grew pale as chalk. The violation she'd endured, the horrible pain. And yet, ironically, it was because of this outrage, this sin, that the girl was finally back in his life, here at his side after the long years of estrangement, here where he'd gone into hiding after being hounded by the feds, here where in seclusion his legendary status as the boss of bosses had only grown among the crime families on the East Coast, here where he'd at last found the isolation in which he could prepare his soul for its final destination but not before he'd performed one last task. Not before he'd extended his hand one last time into the affairs of men. Not before one last and most important judgment had been rendered. Carlos! The old Don's voice rattled in his throat. He felt numb, half asleep, embalmed by age and illness. He pushed up from the chair with his elbows, bony points in the loose-fitting white suit. Everything ached, pinched, conspired. Carlos! he called again, squinting down the length of the veranda. Where the hell are you? The soft padding of sandaled feet, an urgent whisper of motion made him turn his head. Carlos stood just beyond him on the tiled floor, hands in the pockets of his crisp valet's uniform head tilted quizzically. He smiled. Good afternoon, sir, he said. The old Don let out a long breath. Where have you been? The radio room. We've heard from San Cristobal. And? Everything's arranged. Carlos took a sheaf of faxes from his pocket, handed them over one at a time. The old man studied them carefully for a full five minutes. He could almost feel the young native's impatience. Good, he thought. These new ones were impudent, impulsive. They knew too much of the outside world and precious little of the traditions of their own. He glanced up at Carlos. A pity, really. He had the proper features, the mahogany dark skin tones, but the eyes were wrong. The old man could read the ambition in them, the greed. It seemed inconceivable that Carlos, like the other Lacandon Indians in Chiapas, was a direct descendant of the Mayans. 
Well? Carlos failed to keep the irritation out of his voice. Behind him, on the other side of the lake, a chicle tree shook as a howler monkey scrambled atop it, shrieking up at the continuing rain. I'm satisfied, the old man said at last, handing the faxes back to him. He swiveled in his chair, gazing past Carlos toward the lake below. That's all. Carlos stayed where he was, slowly folding the sheaf of papers and slipping them back in his pocket. He turned at the railing, looked with the old man into the mists of shoreline. I said you could leave now, Carlos. Carlos nodded but didn't stir. I've seen her before, sir. The old man didn't take his eyes from the lake, the rain pockmarking the glistening surface. Any moment now, she would glide through the water from the other side of the lake. She liked the rain, this golden girl, this pride of his seed. His daughter liked the rain. I even talked to her once, Carlos was saying matter-of-factly. She was coming out of the water and I called to her. The old Don leaned back, long, thin fingers clutching the chair arms. He looked at Carlos as though seeing him for the first time. If you speak to her again, he said evenly, I will have you killed. Slowly. For a few moments, there was only the sound of the rain in the trees, spraying the clapboards of the house, dripping from the gutters to the ancient tiles. Then there was a hurried slap of footsteps on the wet floor, as Carlos sped down the veranda and vanished into the house. The old Don sat forward, hands folded on his lap. He scanned the mists below, waiting and thought about the plans he'd made, the lengths to which he had gone, the privilege of wealth and obsession. He allowed himself a grave smile. It would all be over soon, for himself and the girl. The gulf between them would close, and things would be as they should. They would be father and daughter once more. The old man let his head drop his shoulders hunched against a sudden chill behind the rain. He told himself he could afford to close his eyes, to rest for a few minutes, just a few minutes, before she returned to his sight. While in the trees above, unnoticed by the old man, the howler monkey flitted from branch to branch looking for something, anything on which to feed. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world. <laughs>